Are you curious to learn more about how to navigate your spiritual awakening? Have you been feeling a nudge in your soul, something pulling or calling you to explore more? Well, you've come to the right place. The Spiritually Curious Podcast is a sacred container built to support you on your spiritual awakening journey and live your soul's purpose. I'm your host, Bridget Nistico, a seeker, space holder, author, and soul coach. Each week, we will hear from fellow seekers about how their spiritual curiosity led to a path of awakening to their soul's truth and purpose. From rock bottoms to breakthroughs, we'll explore how they navigated the highs, the lows, and everything in between, as well as the tools they use to support them during their spiritual awakening. Are you spiritually curious? If so, keep listening. Hey, Soul Fam, welcome back to another episode of Spiritually Curious. I am super excited for Tamina Safi to be joining us this week. Tamina is a dear soul sister of mine, a fellow Aries. I'll share more about how we met in the actual episode, but I'm super excited to have her join us. Tamina is a writer, a beautiful poet, and a CEO of Aroma Poetry. Her candles uh, are absolutely amazing. Her poetry is phenomenal. She has a huge Instagram following, and her words truly speak to the heart and soul of people, particularly mine. That's how we got connected. Um, she's previously been called to many different healing modalities as, as a certified Reiki practitioner, spiritual life coach, and an intuitive energy reading. So, Cannot wait for you to hear her story because in this episode, we talk about how she began as a people pleaser and really lived her life based on her conditionings of her upbringing and how it's been through navigating her spiritual awakening and truly finding herself and learning what it means to be authentic to herself. So we discuss the importance of remaining curious and questioning our beliefs and asking ourselves, is this something I truly believe or is this the conditioning society passed on to me? So a lot of us, as we navigate our spiritual awakening, we begin to question those things. We begin to ask ourselves, you know, is this right for me? Or is this something that, you know, my family thinks I should be doing or what the world says I should be doing, looking like or acting like. And so Tamina's story is one that shows us that the more we get to know ourselves, the more we question what it is that we were taught and we allow ourselves to really be curious and find what's important to us, what feels aligned for our souls, the more we get to connect to our authentic truth and our spiritual path. So I'm super excited for you to join us on today's episode. And with that, I give you Tamina. Hey there, spiritually curious fam. I hope everyone is doing well on this fabulous day. I just really felt called today to invite you to just take a second, take a sacred pause to really tune into yourself, your mind, your body, your spirit, um, to really allow yourself to see how you're feeling. What is your soul calling uh, for you? Like, What is happening inside your body? Are you feeling sensations of anxiety? Are you feeling worry? Are you feeling joy? Oftentimes, we're just so busy moving about, doing all of these 
you know, crazy things, seeing our friends, seeing our family working that, you know, we don't take a moment to pause and really sit with exactly how it is that we're feeling or we're doing or what it is that our soul wants from us today. So whether it's after you listen to the podcast or you put the podcast on pause today, um, take a moment to pause for yourself. And that's really what's on my heart this morning when I was in meditation. So just wanted to start off with that, but super excited today. I have another one of my soul sisters joining us. Tamina Safi is here with us today. Tamina, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to get to dive into your story and hear more about um, your spiritually curious journey. Hi, Bridget. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, so. I know, I know. I'm so excited. I feel like it all happens in like divine timing. Um, And so (laughs) you do too. I know that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like today was supposed to be our day. We've been trying to connect, but you know, life happens. And I'd love for us to kind of not to dive into everything, but just, you know, talk about, you know, we've both been through navigating some different periods and, and shifts in our um, experience and what's coming up for us right now um, mm-hmm. in our lives. But first, love to share like how we met. And so I was trying to think we've gotten been connected yeah. so many different ways. Was it, did we meet through Femme Fatale? I think so. I mean, I definitely think we made our first connection through my candles. I think you were doing a retreat and you wanted to order some. Yeah. And I think I found you through yeah. Femme Fatale because you, you were, um, so for those of you that aren't in the DC area, Femme Fatale, and I've shared about this on an episode previously, was like a fabulous collective empowering women and small business owners. And they hosted amazing events. And mm-hmm. I think your products were there. And I think that's how I found you. Yep. Yep. I was there. And I think they're still, they still are, um, they're still doing their pop-ups. It's just closed right now, but yeah, I was there. And then I think you reached out to me and then we just vibed through Instagram and we met up in person a few times and that's how it started. I know. I love that. I love how like just naturally when you're on this path, that universe will bring exactly like who you need to connect with in your life. And we had a lot in common, particularly the fact that our birthdays were so close in uh-huh. <laughs> both Aries, fire sign. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but yeah. Um, yeah. So just so excited. Thank you for joining us today. Can't wait to chat more. Um, yeah. So what's drawn me to you, particularly, I feel called to start in this place is your beautiful poetry and just how you are such a magician with words. And every time I read some of your posts, it just resonates so deeply with what you're sharing. And I know that Mm -hmm. um, writing and expressing yourself has been a big part of your journey. Uh Um, So we'll start with how that unfolded for you and what led you to expressing yourself in that way. And, and then we'll kind of revert back to where your spiritual um, journey kind of began as well. Yeah. Well, writing has literally been a part of my life since I was a child. I mean, we'll talk about this, I'm sure throughout the conversation, but our souls are naturally drawn to certain callings and certain things, which, 
just doesn't even make sense. But since we're a kid, we're drawn to certain things. And for me, it was always, amongst other things, it was always writing and reading. I like, as soon as I could pretty much read full sentences, I was obsessed with reading books. And through that, I started writing my own little stories and things like that. And this was when I was like six or seven little short stories I would write. But poetry came like maybe when I was like nine or 10. And I don't know what it was. I just always had a lot of feelings and thoughts. And I was a very curious child. I was just always like, what is life? Like, literally, I think I remember my first poem that I wrote. I was at my grandma's house and I was just like, had nobody to hang out with. And I wrote a poem called What is Life? (laughs) And I was like nine years old. So, yeah. So I was always just like wondering what like the human existence was, even if I didn't realize how deep it was as a child. That's kind of what I was drawn to. And yeah, so I always, it was just my creative outlet. It was my way of like navigating my own, you know, intense emotions and my own like thoughts and everything. And I've kept journals and journals throughout my life that I never really shared with anyone. I don't think even my parents, nobody, my brother really even knew how much they always knew I was a big reader, but they didn't know that I would write. It was just something I kept to myself. And then much later in life, I would say, like in the last five years, I opened an Instagram. Um, and I was I after sharing it with uh, someone in my life, they like pushed me to it and I, and kind of gave me that that like push and that bravery I needed to finally share it. And it just sort of unfolded from there. It became, you know, it became kind of what led me to my candles because the poetry is on my candles and it became a business. And then I started writing articles and yeah, one thing just led to another. And it just, as I was going through my spiritual awakening at the same time, it helped me navigate that. And, and that's where I am now. So. Wow. So many things I want to, I want to put a pin in there and like (laughs) uh, dive into. So one thing that I can really relate to you sharing is when I was younger, words and journaling was how I expressed myself too. And I can Mm -hmm. remember being so young and pondering, like literally I was laughing like, wow, because I don't, didn't write a poem called what is life, but all of the words in my journaling was like at such a young age, those of us that are like empaths or spiritually tuned in and connected and children Mm -hmm. in general are just most like this because the innocence is so open to um, Mm -hmm. what the universe and our spirit guides are calling in for us. But I was also like writing out this poetry that I like look back on now my old journals and I'm like, what was I like, where did this come from at such a young age? So I love your journey. And you said you were so curious. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about like, what did your upbringing look like um, Mm -hmm. spiritually or religiously? And how did that, you know, curiosity and your own um, desire or calling to explore it, how did that affect like maybe mm-hmm. your, um, your family dynamic or just your process in general? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I grew up, my family's from Afghanistan. I was born and raised in the U S. Um, but my family's from Afghanistan, you know, a Muslim household. I wouldn't say we were like super religious, like the picture that maybe most people would have of a Muslim household where the woman's wearing, you know, a a scarf on her head or anything. My mom didn't do that, but my dad and my mom were both pretty old fashioned. My dad did pray five times a day and kind of went by the book and they did the fasting and everything. And so I was raised kind of really overprotected, especially being 
a girl and being the only girl in my family and the youngest. So I was very sheltered, very overprotected and almost was raised in a way of like fearing God. Like I always just remember like, oh, you mm-hmm. don't do this. And, you know, don't even look at a boy or don't like, you know, anything like that's so normal that made me think that it was so bad. And so I would feel guilt for all of those things and think that God was going to punish me. And that almost like I was, they didn't directly say it, but almost like I was going to go to hell for like the most basic things, you know? So I was raised that way and, you know, I lived by it. That's all I knew. And then I think, yeah, I think when I started my spiritual awakening journey without really realizing it, I went through a phase, I would say when I was in college, like in my early twenties, where I actually started questioning it. I'm like, whoa, do I really believe in this? Like, what is this? This is just what my parents instilled in me. And I just through meeting different people and different experiences, I, I wouldn't say I definitely never became atheist, but I started questioning, like I started researching into science and what things really were and religion itself and where it came from. I was just, I spent like a year or two really exploring that. And I really, in that time, kind of became lost too, because I think I disconnected from my idea of what God was for a long time, which was some big, uh, you know, power that I feared. And so I disconnected from that. And then I was kind of just lost. And through that, I had a lot of like a series of like, three month period of like, really bad things happening in my life that actually drew me to God in a much more spiritual way. And well, we'll dive into that. But that was like a whole nother like couple years journey. So that's, that's kind of what my upbringing was. And I know a lot of Middle Eastern and Muslim people, especially girls can relate to that. Yeah, and talking about fearing God and how um, I think that a lot of religions, um, mm-hmm. and not to talk bad about religion, I mm-hmm. you know I embrace everyone's beliefs, no matter who you are and what you believe. That's all are welcome here. But one common theme I know mm-hmm. from my own personal experience growing in the uh, up in the Catholic Church was like, you know, God is is someone to be feared, to, to be you know that punished, and you had to behave and be good and. Mm-hmm. I think we'll learn is that we can have our own relationship. And in recovery Mm -hmm. and AA, we talk about embracing a God of our own understanding and Mm -hmm. what that really looks like for us and developing that relationship uniquely. And so tell me a little bit, you talked about your spiritual awakening journey. And I know the Mm -hmm. last couple of years as we've met have been really profound in that process. So what did it look Mm -hmm. like as you began to start to explore more of like, what is it how does my soul want to connect? What is my soul calling me to do? You know, where, uh-huh. where, what is most aligned for me? What did that next, those next steps look for you as, as you were seeking and, you know, uh-huh. you use your spiritually curious lens to navigate the next phase of your spiritual awakening process? Yeah. Well, like I said, in that time when a series of uh, kind of like unfortunate things happened, it was my grandma, who was my closest person to me, who was really just the epitome of love in my life, passed away. And then because I was going through such a dark time, I, I got fired from two different jobs within a three month span. And I was just it was just a really I was smoking a lot of weed at that time as well, which nothing wrong with it. But I think the way that I was using it was to. I initially started it and it really helped me overcome a lot of social anxieties and just anxiety as a whole. So I'm grateful for it always. But I think I became, I started to use it as a crutch and it was becoming like a daily thing where I was doing it 24 seven just to even be able to function. 
And so I also had something happen with the law with that. Um, and so it was just a bunch of things that happened at once. And that's what led me like I was literally I still remember because it's like those certain moments in your life when you just feel God with you so strongly. So I was in my room crying. I had just gotten back from the hospital seeing my grandma in a coma. You know, she I think she had passed to, away two days after that. And I just was like breaking down on the floor crying. And I literally just felt like God with me. And funny enough, I started journaling. And it was like almost like he was just coming through me as I was writing. And it was the first time I, I'm sure it always happened, but it was the first time I really felt it. So that was one of like the dark nights. of my, That was probably the first dark night of my soul. I mean, we, we know, me and you both know we can have many of them. And I did. I had many. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> my there life, that was yeah, exactly. That was the first one. And and then that's when I just realized God is love and God is here to guide me even through these dark times where I was like lost and questioning what God really was. He came in and I felt it so strongly like you don't have to fear me. I'm always going to forgive you. I'm always going to be love. I'm always going to help guide you to be your best so that you don't have to feel so lost. And that was like a different connection I felt with him for the first time. And from then on, I just believed in God in my own way where it wasn't like necessarily, you know, where Muslims say Allah, which that's fine. We can have so many different names for God, you know, the divine source universe, but it's just this higher power that we are all made from. And it just was so clear to me without at that time, even doing any research, it just became so clear to me. So, yeah. And I love how you talked about, you brought up the journaling again. Um, (laughs) And, um, and I really feel called for us to dig into this a little bit more because Mm -hmm. I know, like I mentioned for me, that's spiritually how I connect. Like I talked on um, one of our previous guests shows, she, um, her name is Shauna and she talks about the power of breath work as a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. And I have such a hard time meditating. And, and I know you are good about your meditation, but for me, my journaling is my meditation. And so mm-hmm. I think the power of allowing us to talk about automatic writing as well, channeling source, channeling God through our writing and asking, you know, spirit to speak through us in our writing. And I think mm-hmm. this is such a powerful tool and practice for those that are spiritually curious. So I'd love for you to walk us through a little bit, like, what does that look like when you're, you know, going through these challenging times or you're in your spiritual awakening and you're using this as a tool to support you through it? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, meditation came actually a lot later, but yeah, at that time it was, and throughout most of my life, it was journaling and it was a mix of journaling and writing poetry for me. So for me, journaling, it would just be, because it was kind of hard for me throughout most of my life to express myself vocally. And so it was self-therapy for me. I would just go in and it was like no filter because it's a, it's paper, but it wasn't, it was being freed from my heart and my mind onto paper and out of me. And I guess, yeah, like you can say it was God guiding me to do that. And I, for me, it was just letting it out onto paper and, without any filter, without any fear of judgment and having it all just laid out in front of me. And then when you actually go back and read it, you're like, you can see it clearly, like it's untangled from your mind and it's just in front of you. So you can actually see it. 
And so that was how I used journaling. And then for poetry, it was more my artistic expression. So sometimes at, at that time and most of my life, it was actually my poetry was pretty dark, which <laughs> if people go on my Instagram now, they don't see that because it's much more inspirational and from a faith-based place because that's where I am now. But at that time, it was it was pretty just dark and it was kind of just like taking whatever I felt and putting it together in this dark artistic way. And I know anybody who did read it at that time, they were like, whoa, like you don't seem like you're going through this, but that's what I was going through at that time. So it's, it's changed. If I think journaling and writing in general changes as you change, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now I have more intentions and I'm more intentional with my journaling. And when I go in to do it, I'm like, okay, what am I trying to get out of this? Whereas at that time, I think it was just more just releasing everything from inside of me. Mm, yeah. It's such a great tool as we're, you know, experiencing emotion. There are so many different tools that we can use in our spiritual awakening, whether it's meditation or yoga or breath work or, you know, trauma, um, healing or, you know, moving our bodies or getting in nature. And I really think that, um, journaling and writing and processing is, uh, through that, even poetry, that creative expression of letting yourself to like, you know, if you're in a dark place and allowing that, whatever needs to express itself, whether it's through journaling or poetry come out of you through writing. So I, I believe personally that it's a powerful tool and I know you do too. So I hope that some of our guests can take away this as a resource as you're navigating the awakening process and you're expanding mm-hmm. your spiritual curiosity. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, and I, you know, one thing I really love about you that, you know, we, we were laughing and joking about, you know, us just now getting to connect mm-hmm. and it's that you honor what's going on for you. And, you know, like we had some time scheduled and something would come up for me because mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm not in the right headspace to, you know, do this right now. I'm, you know, I'm going through a shift, I'm going through a change. And, you know, you would say the same thing, whether it's, you know, Hey, you know, I'm experiencing some changes. I need to honor that. Like this isn't the right time to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think for, um, Uh, I'd love to hear you just share a little bit about like, what does that look like for you when you're honoring your process and when you're honoring your healing journey and allowing yourself to be true to yourself and how you have to kind of set boundaries or be honest with people. And sometimes that is really, really hard to do because we live our lives by like the expectations of what others have for us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, share with us more about like, what is that? um, What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's been, I think, for a lot of people in different ways, such a journey with setting boundaries. For me, you know, I mean, we know we're Aries. So for me, having me time was always natural, but I always, I think, was made to feel guilty about it. Like, I love to just take time for me. And that was always something that was innately part of me. But I think because of the way I grew up, it was like so much was expected of me to like show up and like maintain this reputation. And that's just like Middle Eastern culture. Maybe it's just how it is for women as a whole. But I... I feel like I held on to that so deeply inside of me. And that was something that was a big part of my healing process for the many years. And I actually think I 
genuinely just got to this place in the last year or so. Um, you know, I, I would maybe say no in the past, but I would just kind of sit, sit with it and feel so guilty about it, like in my head, you know, but I think in the past year, I think with that healing process and being able to go in and kind of pull out those roots of like, you know what, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm actually going to be better for them if I take this time for myself and really sitting with that and meditating on that repeatedly has like helped me to show to see and actually see the difference in myself when I do show up for those people. And I can, you know, it's like, I I actually have a poem about this, which I don't know if I shared. And it's like, um, pour more into yourself than you do to others. So that when you do show up for them, you're giving from an ocean rather than from a stream. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of, I always kind of sit with that when I start to feel guilty. I'm like, you know what? No, I know I'm doing this and maybe, and everybody's different too. Some people need more time than others. And I know as an introvert and as an empath and highly sensitive person and all these things that are part of my soul, I do need more time, but I've learned to respect that. And it takes really a lot of self-reflection and a lot of sitting with yourself to get to that place, you know, and I can, I'm so happy to say I'm finally there. And it's like, you know what, I don't, I I would kind of like overextend myself in certain ways, like especially around family um, or even friends, but mostly for me it was family just because of that Middle Eastern and Muslim culture where the girls expected to do all these extra things and be this person. And I was like, you know what? I'm not this domestic traditional person at all. And I finally just accepted that and embraced that. And it just felt so great to just kind of just like sit back, relax and be like, I don't have to be this person. I'm not anymore, you know? Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. And it allowed you space for your own healing. Cause I know Mm -hmm. that you've been going through your own transitions and shifts and healing over specifically the last two years, just so much. I've just watched you just grow and expand in such beautiful ways. So, you know, do you find that, you know, when you are, um, not setting boundaries so much, but like when you're honoring your soul's calling to say like, Hey, some of these things might not be aligned for me, or it's not the right time to do this. Like you're very particular and intentional with your time and with what you're saying yes to, how did that help your awakening journey and process and allow you to go deeper into your healing journey? Oh, so much. I think like for me with that, it actually came through, observing others and, you know, friends and, and family and my partner and seeing sometimes they say you can learn through other people's, not necessarily mistakes, but just from what they're doing. So I think when I was going through my own thing and I was starting to realize, and at the same time, you know, I was like, huh, I know I'm saying no, but I still feel a little guilty during that time. I would see how other people would just kind of like, do things that were just not good for them and that they would just end up regretting the next day or they would go they would say yes to something that they just were like complaining about the whole time and so i would see that and i'll be like that just you know that just makes me realize i am doing the right thing i am doing the right thing for my soul because i know when i'm saying no i it's it is for my soul and it is for the best for me and for the other person and just like you were saying with with how when we tried to connect and I would, you know, if I had to cancel and you would do the same thing. And I think because we were in, in the same place, we could respect that within each other, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And that's why it's so important to like surround yourselves with soul family that's on a similar path too, because they understand and they get it. If like not everyone in your life may understand that, you know, you're going through a shift and a change in experience. It reminds me of when I got sober and how, you know, people didn't understand like, well, when it was early sobriety, like I couldn't even be in a place that served alcohol, like aside from a restaurant, like a bar or a lounge. And I was young, I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, all your friends are going out and they're partying or they want to go have drinks. Like you're socializing Mm -hmm. in a much different way than I socialize now. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was too much. And I had to really say as much as people didn't understand, they're like, well, all you can do is just go out and not drink. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was, it wasn't that way. Like I was, it was too tempting for me and it was very triggering. And so mm-hmm. it's yeah. similar to our spiritual awakening, right? Where yeah. it's like, you know, you might be going navigating through something with your, I, I'll use myself as an example again, like Mm -hmm. My mom and I went through a really challenging time a year ago where all this stuff from my childhood was coming up and just being around her was Mm -hmm. so triggering for me. And so rather than me like engaging and spending time with her, I just had, you know, I, I found myself getting so frustrated when I was with her because I was, I was working through all of these changes and these like childhood things that were coming up and I was going through my own healing process and I had to kind of put some boundaries and change how we interacted and what our relationship looks like. And she understood thankfully, but sometimes guys, those of you that are listening, it's like people aren't going to always understand. And it's really important, especially when you're going through your awakening that you honor what is right for you, what is coming up for you, what is most aligned with your soul and where you're feeling called. You're, you're yesing, you're like, you're agreeing. Cause you know, girl, we know how it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I'm glad you, um, you said that because for me, yeah. It, I mean, I think it's like that with, with the majority of people, you know, they kind of just do what everyone else is doing. And then when you spiritually awaken, you literally anything that doesn't align or, you know, vibrate with you, it irritates your soul. Like you just, you literally can't tolerate it. It becomes something that you just feel like you're going to like explode if you're around it. So like for me, it was like, yeah, the going out and things like that. I would, it would like, people would say like, oh, that's going to come off rude. But I'm like, I know I'm not trying to be rude like this. I just don't want to be here anymore. And I would just get an Uber and, you know, exit out of a situation that just wasn't sitting right with me. You know, if I didn't want to like drink or anything, I wouldn't do that. Certain music I couldn't listen to anymore, especially a lot of the music on the radio. It would just, especially mm-hmm. if it was, like loud or a certain thing, I, I couldn't, I would, I would like tell them if they can change the station if we were in the car or I would just again if it was like at a party or something I would have to leave which it might sound crazy to somebody on the outside like oh it's not that big of a deal but when you're spiritually awakening you can understand like those certain things even certain foods you eat you can't do anymore like really processed junk food like once in a while sure but the amount I like I think about before my spiritual awakening and the amount of like junk food I would eat and it just like felt like nothing because I guess that's where my soul was at that point but now like I can even have it like twice in a row and I will literally feel sick. So it goes into so many different aspects as to the things you just can't tolerate anymore and, and why you have to say no, like your soul will literally not let you say yes anymore to those things. Mm -hmm. And how like, 
there might be things that surprise you, right? Like you might feel mm-hmm. called to take up a new hobby or you might feel called to explore a different healing modality, or you mm-hmm. might feel called to spend time with different friends, or like you said, change your diet. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're, when you're going through those big shifts, you're a lot more sensitive energetically, but you're also expanding your conscious to like, be totally connected and aligned with what spirit, what universe has for you. And so, and over time, it like shifts and changes. Like, you know, recently for me, I went back to my full-time, a full-time employment because I realized for me that living my, my authentic soul calling was being in business and having, you know, like I am a, like a leader and I am someone who loves to coach and develop a team. And for me being in that setting was most aligned with my calling. And I tried, I thought that, you know, I needed to separate myself from that world. And I did for the time being for like this year and a half healing incubator to shift, to transition into um, this new version of myself. But sometimes that looks like integrating back in, you know, other things in, in your life, in your path, you know, you could give up meat. I've given up meat for periods of time because that's what my soul was calling to do. And now I eat meat again. And so there's no like one right or wrong way. And I know you Mm -hmm. totally get that. Like it changes as we grow and as we evolve too. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me right now in my life without uh, giving away too much. I could say like, I'm in my mid thirties. Everyone around me is having kids. You know, I've been married for five years. It's like, that's society's typical like path, right? It's like get married, have kids. And for me, it's already been like, Whoa, why are you waiting so long? And Oh, you're in your mid thirties. And it's like so much pressure. And I was actually just going along with that. Then that's again, another thing that I was just still conditioned and I didn't even realize until the past year. And then I was like, you know what, wait, let me sit back and sit with my soul. Like I know my path is different and it's unique. And I, what do I actually want? And so I actually started again, questioning. Like, I think it's so important to be, again, curious and question what you're actually believing in. And if it's actually your beliefs or it's been passed on to you or society put it on you. And so instead of doing that, I kind of have kind of completely shifted and really just not even gone off track, but created my whole own path. And me and my partner are navigating our relationship in a way that's completely unconventional. And, and it's, but it just feels so right. You know, it's literally, it's the, the path of least resistance for me. I, I was like, huh, I thought right now I'd be moving into a house and like pregnant or having a kid, but instead I'm just in this whole other place, but it feels so good. Whereas I feel like if I would have done that, I probably would have been very unhappy and my soul would have been like, oh, this wasn't right, you know, and it would have been too late. So it's really important to listen to that Mm. intuition, you know? And that it doesn't always look like what we think it's going to look like. Like we have these like... Oh man, so we have these views, especially like, I know for me too, like we put ourselves in these limited boxes and mm-hmm. another phrase from recovery is like, God, you know, can really surprise us and can really show us like show out. Right. It's like mm-hmm. when we limit ourselves, we're not allowing God, universe, spirit, whatever you choose to call it, divine 
to um, surprise us and to show us miraculously more than what we could ever imagine, like to blow our minds. And it's like sometimes in those hallways or in the like awakening phase, it can feel really bleak. Right. And you're like, like you just said, you're in a space that you never thought you'd be in. I'm in a phase that I never thought I, this last year was a phase I never thought I'd be in. It was a huge bottom for me. And now I'm Mm -hmm. on the other side and really allowing myself to be wowed by what is in store for me. And knowing that as long as I honor my truth, as long as you honor your truth, you're true to what your soul is telling you is right and aligned for you, that that's all that matters because that's what the universe responds to and comes in in a bigger way um, to really let us um, or to show us like what is really right for us and what is what is the word I'm trying to to use right here? It's kind of like I think I keep getting the image of like fireworks, kind of that like like it's, right, like it's like you know you know before the the fireworks start, you're like kind of anticipating and waiting, and you're not really sure, and then it's like all of a sudden it's like whoa, and that's mm-hmm. happened for me several times in our, my life where it's like. I've been in this hallway and then all of a sudden I'm like wowed with what comes next. And Mm. I think particularly for those that are listening, sometimes your awakening journey can feel really dark and bleak, but Mm. as long as you're honoring your truth, just know that things are going to get better and that, that it will feel, even if it's dark and bleak, that it's like feeling aligned with where you're supposed to be is there's no greater feeling than if you're actually out of sync and disconnected from your soul's calling. Yep, exactly. And I think a a good way for anybody that might be thinking, how can you know? I mean, everybody gets to it in their own pace and time in their own way. But I think one of the main things is that thing I was saying, it's like, uh, you know, force, whereas it's either being very, it's like force versus flow, I guess is the best way to say it. If it's flowing, it feels light, it feels like, ah, like you can breathe or, or yeah, like you're just excited about it. Mm. That's when it's right. And when it feels like, like a heavy and just like you're pushing and pulling, that's probably, it's never going to, it's not even probably it's, that's not the path you're supposed to be on. It should not be supposed to be that difficult. It shouldn't make you unhappy, you know? Yeah. Wow. I love that force versus flow. Oh my gosh, guys, that is, that is the phrase of the day. Seriously. Like that's when you're, you know, that you're in alignment when things flow. My brother and I have been talking about this a lot lately. He's like, Mm -hmm. it's called, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks at all, but Oh my God. Love her. I know. Right. (laughs) She's amazing. And like, he's always like, um, you need to go downstream, not upstream. You need to get in the flow, stop fighting it. And my brain, and oftentimes <laughs> our brains want to like fight what, what our soul is saying and what's in flow and in alignment with us. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she's they- helped me a lot. She's always like, there's so many mentors like from afar that, you know, obviously I've never even met, but she's, she's kind of one of the first ones. And I kind of hadn't listened to her in a while, but actually it's funny you bring her up. Um, synchronicity because in the past few months I've been listening to her a lot more. I just feel like drawn to her. She kind of helps mm-hmm. bring me back. If I'm like losing my way, I'm like, okay, let me listen to her. Cause it just clicks for me. And I know one big thing she talks about is the vortex and, and the vortex 
for those mm-hmm. who don't know, it's just like being in that high vibration. It's like all you have to do is worry about yourself and getting yourself into that high vibration, feeling excited, feeling good, and everything else sort of falls into place. And it took me so long to, like, I would listen to this, but to actually experience what she was saying. And once you experience it, you you totally get it. And you just you always just like whenever you start to worry about everything around you and like, Oh, what that, what that person's doing. And Oh, why is this going that way? You just come back to your vortex and you're like, Nope, I'm just going to focus on feeling good in my own body and my own vibration and everything just works out. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I think we oftentimes can feel like, Oh, it's as simple as like getting into the vibration, but you know, and I know you've experienced like getting to that place is effing hard. Like it is like, it is not an easy journey to get there, but when you are, once you are in it, and sometimes it takes hitting a rock bottom. Like I have been in a rock bottom, particularly this week with like my mental obsessions of like fear of financial security and fear of like starting this new job and where am I going to live? And like, Mm -hmm. really get surrendering, I think is a huge part of getting into that vortex. So it's like, we want to map out what we've just talked about. I feel like we need to like kind of recap right now for everybody. (laughs) So first and foremost, right? Following your soul's calling, allowing yourself to trust that as you're expanding that like what you're hearing in this spiritual awakening is really a part of your life and supposed to be happening and trusting that, right? Mm-hmm. And then shifting into a place of when you're honoring that, putting up some boundaries and saying yes to things that light you up, saying no to things that don't feel good without worrying about the expectations of the outside world, you know, then navigating those challenging times and, and allowing yourself to go through that healing process. And in the same time, you know, you, you are also setting your boundaries in that time because, you know, oftentimes people aren't going to understand what it is that you're going through and you might need to give yourself extra room, extra space um, to allow that to unfold. And then two, it's like surrendering into this, right. And shifting into a new energetic vibration and alignment. And I love you talk about that too. I feel like in your poetry and just from like our conversations and how positive you are, you really are with like getting into that space. What are some things that you do to help you like keep your energy vibrations elevated so that you're, you know, manifesting or navigating life from like a really positive space? Mm -hmm. Well, I know it's going to sound like the most spiritual basic answer, but meditation for me, but it really is the most powerful tool for me personally. Um, Being, who I am. I want to, I want to say Aries, being an Aries, but just who I am as a person, I can be really in my head. It's just like where all my energy naturally just goes if I don't like balance it out. So meditating helps me. I mean, I've done so many different meditations. I mean, I started when I was, mm, how long, maybe 10 years ago now, the first meditation I ever did. And the first one I ever did was a chakra meditation. And so that like led me into believing in chakras and researching into it and energy as a whole, but I felt it. I felt 
like it was a heart opener and it was like I just I remember it like it was uh, just a guided meditation of imagining a green flower on your heart opening and and I I was crying and I, I like opened my eyes after I'm like whoa this is like a real thing and I just would started doing it daily after that and obviously I, I wasn't able to maintain that daily practice for 10 years you go on and off it, it took a long time years to get to and trying different practices guided meditation you know breath work and um you know, I've done later on, I did Kundalini, I went to a center that did Kundalini meditation. And that for me was kind of where it really took off. If anybody's experienced any type of Kundalini work, they know what I'm talking about. Or it just it was like, Mm. Kundalini, which you can maybe add to this, um, but it's pretty much the energy that's like at the bottom of our spine, like the energy that kind of gets us really stuck in the material world. And so when you do Kundalini work, you raise that energy up to your crown chakra. And so you're connecting with the higher power and you feel more connected to the source, you know? So when I started doing that, after that, it was a lot easier for me to tap in. So I would sit in my meditation and within a minute or two, I would be able to like, you know, not be in my head and just be doing like a body scan or a chakra scan and, and really, so that's one of the main things I try to keep up with that as much as possible. I can, I don't do it daily still. I've gone through my phases of doing it daily and I definitely see a difference when I do. Um, another thing is yoga. I really love yoga and breath work and especially heart opening yoga practices. Uh, they're just as powerful, but it's like different because it's like a moving meditation, you know? So like, it's so important to be in touch with your body. Our body holds all of our energy. It holds our soul. And so to, to know your body and to know what it needs and yoga, I think really helps you get to that place more so than meditation. Meditation is more for the mind, I would say. Mm. And then, um, yeah, I think routine and structure is good, but also it's like a mix, right? It's like everything has its balance. So a a mix of like taking time for myself and then going out into the world and doing Mm. what my soul needs from that time alone. Okay. I I know this is what I need. So now let me go and experience that. Mm -hmm. That helps me stay in a high vibration as well as like I was saying, like watching videos or listening to mentors and having them kind of bring me back, um, reading, researching, a lot of those things. So what about mm-hmm. you? I know you're yeah. kind of in the same boat, but oh, let's see. What about for me again, lately? It's been the journaling. That's why I was mm-hmm. so glad we talked about writing. I think mm-hmm. for me, that is really how spirit speaks through to me. I know also nature, um, which I I've been going on daily walks. I have a really close friend that lives like mm-hmm. two minutes away from me. And so we, you know, go on a walk and I started this new job recently. And I realized like, I have not been outside in two days. Like, even wow. though it's like 30 degrees, I need some fresh air. I need some sun medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my spirit spots is Maui and just being in nature and with the energy of that land, I find that I get really tuned in and connected to the different energies of the land, which like the energy of DC is just not resonating with me. (laughs) So I really tap into that. I also find um, like movement, like I Mm -hmm. like just always dancing. I just remember like being Mm -hmm. a little girl and like twirling Mm -hmm. around and wanting everyone to watch me dance. And so 
Mm. When I need to move some energy through, I'll just put on some music and like allow my body to move. And I'm not doing enough of that. So I'm glad I'm saying this out loud because it's holding me accountable to like really engaging in those practices. So, Mm. um, yeah, we've had several different people on that have shared different like modalities, like breath work or energy Mm -hmm. healing or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, working through trauma and, you know, embodiment practices. So whatever Mm -hmm. it looks like for you guys, again, when you tune into what your soul is needing or wanting, like it might be like eating a nourishing bowl of soup or something Mm -hmm. like allowing ourselves to really just like, I think it's perfect that we started off this for some reason, I felt called to start off this episode with checking in and tuning into ourselves and allowing yourself to hear spirits, like kind of desires, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that is for you. Like yesterday it was like, I want some kombucha. Like it was just like a Mm -hmm. random, like my soul was like, I want to like kind of cleanse out a little bit. I want to like drink more water and Mm -hmm. I bought some And that's what I drank for the day. And I went on a run because I needed to move my body. And so Mm -hmm. the more we tap into, I love that you, you know, I think you made a post about this recently also where you were like, you know, you went out and like bought some records and you wanted to like really, you know, go in person and and experience shopping and being like able to touch and feel things and Mm -hmm. allowing yourself that sensation. And that was you following, you know, a soul prompting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm glad you touched on those things. Of course, I didn't even mention writing, but of course, that's one of the ways I realign and dancing and everything like that. And then, yeah, and, and that's um, engaging through the senses. I think as humans, that's what we're meant to do. Um, some people are drawn to it more than others. And I would say I was as a child, I was I loved doing that kind of stuff. And with tech and, and you know, technology and social media and everything just being so convenient and at, at our fingertips, we've all, including me, I think I, I did it more than I ever expected to, where I was just like, Amazon, oh, I want this. I think about it. I'm like, oh, I don't have to go to the grocery store. I can just, you know, tap it and it's here tomorrow, <laughs> which is great. It has its benefits. Everything has its perks. Um, but I found that I wasn't really engaging in my senses. I was like always behind a screen and and uh, mm-hmm. I missed doing that. And so even with music, I love music, but I would just go on my apps and even listen to like, the, I love oldies and I would just go... And I'm like, there's something like missing here and something mm-hmm. just, yeah, like you said, my soul was like, all right, I, I couldn't do it anymore. It was just like, I was so, I, I was like on autopilot with it for so long, but it just something clicked in me where I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Like where I would literally stop myself from buying certain things. I'm like, you know what? I have time. I'm going to go tomorrow and just check this out in person, whether it's like stuff that I'm getting for the house, like different ceramics, different textures, just feeling it. It feels so good going into a record store and it just like actually seeing what's out there and seeing what my soul, rather than like, Oh, I want to listen to this song. I went into the record store and was like, you know, I'm not even going to plan on what I want to get. I'm just going to see what my soul Mm -hmm. wants. So little mm. things like that, just even, daily would be great, but I know we're busy people, but I'm like, I'm going to at least try to do it weekly. And I've been mm. doing that for the past like month or two. And it's made such a difference with my vibration. And it just feels like my soul's like, calm down. Okay. Okay. You listen to me now. We're good. You know? Yeah. 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 I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, 
So, wow, this conversation really went a different way than I was expecting, but I love that that's how universe spirit will guide us and let that, you know, unfold how it's supposed to. One thing I wanted to touch on before we kind of wrap up is Mm -hmm. I know that you do a lot with astrology and we, like I mentioned, you know, our birthdays are two days apart. This episode is going to be airing right around our birthday, you being March 23rd, me being Mm -hmm. the 20th. We are Aries, fire signs, powerhouses. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more like your perspective on how you use astrology to navigate your, like how you might've used it to navigate your spiritual awakening or what kind of role it plays in your life now. Yeah. Well, along with writing and, and uh, art in general, that's something I've always been drawn to as soon as I learned about it. I would say in my teens is probably the first time. And, you know, it's like fun and like, oh, daily horoscopes and cosmopolitan or whatever. So you read it. But then for me, it was more than that. I was just like, oh, like I loved always like I was drawn to anything that could teach me more about who I was, whether it was like the Myers-Briggs personality tests or like astrology. And so I would dive into that. And then, of course, as soon as the Internet came around, I used that as a tool to look into it. I would go into Barnes and Nobles. I would get get books. And at that time, it was for a long time, it was just my sun sign. Right. Which is us, like you said, Aries. And I would say in the past, maybe like six, seven years, I, I learned more like there's so much more to it, you know, with like the moon phases and then our um are rising and our moon signs and where the planets were, where you were born and how it's like you, if you know the time of birth and the place of birth and exactly how the stars were aligning at that time, it, there's so much, that's why some people they're like, Oh, I don't really relate to my sun sign. It's because there's so much more to our personalities. We're complex people. And of course, like it it makes sense that we're not just going to be one sign. So rising is your kind of how the world sees you, how you show up in the world. Um, And then sun is just you as a whole. And then moon is how you are when you're alone, like your personal emotions. And for me, I don't know if you know yours, if you were able to look into it, but for me, my rising is Leo and my moon is Virgo. And then we have Mercury, which is um, how we communicate and express ourselves. And for me, that's in Pisces, which is why I'm more drawn to the artistic ways of expressing myself, because that's what Pisces is. There's so much to it. There's Mars, which is how we work. Um, What else is there? Mercury. There's Venus, which is how we love and how our aesthetic, like how we um, are drawn to like the physical and material things. So yeah, there's a lot yeah. to it. And for me, navigating, but not only in our personalities, but yeah, I love doing full moon rituals. I love doing new moon rituals. I think the, the moon, if we think about it, right, if we want to think about it in a scientific way, quote unquote, the moon is a magnet for the ocean. It, it literally controls its tides. And if we're made of the same things of the earth, we're made of mostly water and so is the earth, that moon is going to affect our emotions too, because water is emotion, right? So whenever there's a full moon and they say, oh, it's a full, must be a full moon. It's not just a saying, it really does affect how we feel. That's why energies can be more intense at that time. And then of course there's more, a lot of these stuff have become more mainstream now, but there's truth. Yeah. I feel like now it's like a huge, like everyone is like, Mercury's in retrograde, but girl, that it affects it. I mean, for oh, real, like for sure. it all. I like. I think people are now believing more and more into it, and like getting aligned with like connecting with the power of the moon and the cycles mm-hmm. of the moon, and you know how the stars really affect. Like I've been, I follow a couple of different astrologers, and mm-hmm. they shared. You know, I don't remember exactly, but when like the 
um, pandemic was happening, they were sharing how like astrologically, like it was that there were similar events that happened like plagues, like, you know, a hundred years ago and that the stars like really do impact like what happens with the universe. So yeah, I know we talked a lot, we've talked a lot about like our, particularly our fire signs, but yeah, I've gotten too into lately, like my, um, my moon and my rising sign and how that, you know, it's a part of our personality and dynamic. Cause I'm not only Aries, right? Like I'm, I'm, um, Taurus moon and Gemini rising. And my Gemini is like, I like, sometimes I'm like super like outgoing and then I want to retreat or like I'm up and down with my personality sometimes. Like it can be, you know, I think that it's just interesting. So if you guys haven't explored, you know, your moon and your rising, like take a look and read into that a little bit. Um, I know that um, and to bring it back full circle, like with the full moons, uh, one of the main things I do and new moons for new moons, it's about intention setting and for full moons, it's about releasing. So I'll journal, I'll write mm. at, during those times too. So yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. I think for me too, like, you know, when, whenever there's shifts and like, you know, doing some type of ceremony and, um, allowing ourselves to go through the cycles of change, like really processing yeah. through that with writing. And I want to talk a little bit, I, I don't know if you do automatic writing. I touched on it a little bit earlier, but like allowing yourself to be open to what source wants to channel through you. I know mm-hmm. for me, like sometimes like I can write from my head, right. Instead mm-hmm. of like my heart or instead of allowing spirit to talk to me. And sometimes when I'm like, all right, God, like speak to me, what do you have for me? And that mm-hmm. writing and what those words that come through are so different than what I would write to myself naturally. And I find that it's really encouraging and I get messages of hope and peace mm-hmm. and guidance. And so just being an open channel. So maybe guys, when you are starting your writing, your poetry, your journaling practice, just allowing for spirit to come into that space so that you're totally tuned in and tapped into like your soul's guidance and your guidance from source Mm -hmm. to help you with whatever it is you're navigating. If you're processing through something or if you're doing ceremony or new or full moon rituals, it's really um, a great way to receive guidance and to fully connect and to also process through some energy and emotions. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, again, listening to what you need at that time. And if you go onto my Instagram and in general, that's how I write it's like you can see where it's coming just from my own emotions and from my own heart and my mind just kind of just releasing that. And you can see when it's more coming from God as like advice or like, you know, as guidance. So so I've, I've learned to tap into whatever it is that I actually need at that moment. Yeah. Um, so before we close again, I would love to talk a little bit, um, briefly about your amazing, beautiful candles that I am obsessed with. And I've, you know, bought some of them for retreats and, um, I have them around my house and, you know, I want to share that with the audience and hear a little bit, like, how did that soul prompting come to you for you to turn your, um, your words into also a beautiful product? Thank you so much. Um, I would say a couple years ago, again, I've always been drawn to just artsy things, crafty things, and I like to like, pick up new hobbies and try different things. I've always loved candles. It's kind of just been a staple 
in my writing process, I'd always have candles lit while I was writing. It was something that was just natural to me. And so I was like, huh, I would love to just try candle making. And I just tried it for fun. And it realized, I thought it would be a lot easier. And I realized there's actually a lot more to it to actually get the scent to come out. And by the time I felt like I got to a good place with it, I was like, oh, I think I would love to just sell these on Etsy. It's, it just came to me. Like, I don't know. It was just an idea. I wasn't doing anything like that at that time. I was like working in healthcare. <laughs> I, I had started my Instagram, but I was like, it would be, but I was like, I want to add something different to this. You know, there's so many candles and I was like, it would be cool. Cause I, again, I would, you know, write my poetry with the candle lit. If I could just have like a whole theme to this candle and put like a little quote or poem of mine on the candle that kind of matches the scent, but it's more inspirational. So I just started with like a handful and made it into an Etsy. And then I had a friend come along and was like, this is a great idea. Let's make it into its own e-commerce website. And we did that. And then one thing led to another. I started doing a bunch of events in DC and it went really well, got into a lot of stores in the area. And now we're like this full blown out business. We, we've taken a pause in the last year with rebranding, like mostly not necessarily rebranding. We're still coconut wax. We're still sustainable and all that, but we're doing new packaging, a lot more polished. And so we're hoping to be back. We're uh, doing some finishing touches and we're going to be back in the next like two months. Oh, yay. So tell yeah. us, like, where can we find you? Where can we purchase the candles when you're back up and running? Where can we find your beautiful poetry and words? Yeah. Um, well, the candles are on aromapoetry.com. So it's all one word, aromapoetry. And we'll be in shops and things like that, which you can find on the site once we are. And then my words right now, I'm posting it on my Instagram, which is Tamina Safi underscore. Do you Thank you. And we'll be sharing all of that information with you, um, you know, with the soul family in the notes with your bio. So everyone just take a look, um, well, all of her information, her website and her Instagram handle will be linked below. So yeah. uh, thank you so much for this conversation today and for joining us. It was such a pleasure getting to hear your story and just really, um, allowing your medicine to come through and share it with our listeners. Thank you, Bridget. It was great being here. Thank you so much for joining us in today's episode. It is such an honor to get to walk alongside you in your soul healing journey. If you're curious about the work that I do or looking for some additional soul resources, head on over to my website, bridgetnistico.com or check me out on Instagram at bridgetnistico.com.